punishment You can fuck off a Benet's tree Star Trek sucks Star Trek sucks When you talk that shit about Star Trek It's like you just harpooned a baby Star Trek sucks Star Trek sucks And if you prank call people at the old folks home That's fine, but you better not tell them Star Trek sucks Star Trek sucks Star Trek Sucks Podcast. Star Trek. Leo, like Star Trek. Hello. Uh, this is Star Trek Sucks Podcast. We are broadcasting to you from the uh, smoke prevention deck of the Starship Enterprise. I have completely forgotten all of my training and I'm just randomly hitting buttons. Uh, and it's not it's not going well. To my right is Leo. He is ignoring the increasingly frantic uh, request from the communicator as he watches in dumbfound rapture the air quality meter go below where it really should even be able to go yeah. what's up leo yeah it's um you know i've always thought that uh, i was raised i don't know about you with um uh, uh homeopathy mm. um and so when i uh, see us in a situation uh like this where there's too much smoke um, like cures like, sure. So so more smoke, more smoke. See, and I I was raised on uh, uh, auras, and orange is a is a good aura color as far as I can remember. So the fact that all the light is orange, is good. Yeah, and it's actually going to make us more powerful as a spaceship. So everything's fine. Yep. No, we are doing we are really killing it at our jobs today. Yep. Um, Jack, what's good? Mm. I didn't think that intro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, let you, I'll, I'll let you have that. that no. We've been try, we, we've, we've been talking about doing one of those for a while, and that, uh, that uh, came out pretty good. I mean, I can't I I can't do that intro without acknowledging a much better podcast, which is the Bunta Vista Social Club. Who I would say three quarters of the time does some kind of intro like that, and they're always well, not always, usually very funny. Yeah. Um, the last one was. Uh, um, somebody was uh, about to detonate a hydrogen bomb for a gender reveal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goddamn gender reveal party. Okay, before we okay, start bitching can about actually, gender reveal parties, can we I actually have to do, do what's good? good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we have to do that uh, before we start bitching. So um, my what's good is, is going to sound kind of off the wall, but bear with me. Um, Reddit. I got on Reddit, and I know, I know, I know what everybody's thinking, and you're right. There are a lot of toxic communities on Reddit. But also, I'm not in any of those. I am in a few forums, mostly about synthesizers and very specific video games. And it is the most goddamn wholesome experience I've had on the internet in fucking maybe a decade. Yeah. It is so goddamn wholesome. Just to be, just like people just like, hey, I have a question about this piece of equipment. And then somebody else will be like, yeah, here's the answer to that, and they'll be like, "Thank you." And it's like, "What? What is this?" Yeah, <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had, uh, I've gotten similar reactions when I've told people that I was on Reddit um, because, yeah, you're right. There is some of the worst of humanity there. Although I think most of the absolute worst is now migrated to like yeah, it's on 4chan, 4chan and 8chan because and 8 has yeah, gone, eight, but yeah, 8chan. 8chan. yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, because I joined it to. Uh, I can't remember which of my groups I originally joined for, but now I'm in like 
a Deep Space Nine forum where I just talk about how how great Deep Space Nine is. Yeah. And uh, the uh, Liberals with Firearms forum and uh, a sewing forum. Yeah. I got into the sewing forum because I couldn't figure... I've got this old uh, like 1970s sewing machine and I couldn't figure out why this one thing wasn't working. So I went to the so- the sewing forum and they sent me to actually another forum. Like, you remember before social media where there was all just all these forums all over the internet? Yeah, just no, I fl- so I had, far and wide. I had the internet in like 1995. Yeah. Because um, my parents, like one of the few things they got right was like, well, this kid should probably know how to use, well, now that I think about it, maybe that's not what they got right. But they were <laughs> like, this kid should know how to use computers. And here I am. Yeah, uh, an early product of the computer, but um, uh, but but I remember Usenet. Do you remember Usenet? I w- I don't think I was ever on Usenet, but I am now on a Viking sewing pre nineteen seventies Viking sewing machine forum where I st- and That's I still incredible. get I still get uh, like individual message alerts. I haven't changed my settings just because I'm like this is so quaint. I just yeah. I get to, I see all the interactions because it's like it's a couple of emails a day because like the entire group yeah, of pre nineteen seventies Viking sewing machine enthusiasts for the entire country is like twenty people yeah but it's like it's great yeah Super it's great. it's it has reminded me that like make like forming communities based around a shared interest does not always lead to fucking Nazis yeah um, although it, it certainly can. I will, but it doesn't always. Right, and remember that because please. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up another example from Reddit mm. where I joined the Star Trek Reddit. Oh boy, <laughs> I posted something yep. about how Loxana Troy is ob- objectively a fucking sociopath, and they were like, "That's not objective. That's not what objectively means. It's your opinion, which means it's inherently subjective, which means it's not objective. You need to learn grammar better." And then I was. Tired. I mean, a community of people that want to post about Star Trek: The Next Generation on the internet <laughs> after the show's been off the air for but the twenty the, years. The people in the in the uh, DS Nine uh, re- subreddit, lovely. Haven't had any arguments with anybody in there. That show seems more fun and human, though. Yeah, it's definitely know. more fun. Um. Anyway. What's 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 good? What's, what's nice? What's good with me? Um, I mean, I I uh, went swimming and got a sunburn. Oh, which is good. Ow. Um, I mean, I just well, swimming. If you enjoy it, sure. Yeah, no, swimming's great, and I love it. And I got you know just like a little bit of a sunburn, just you know enough to to let you know it's there. Um, mm-hmm. and it's you know last sunburn of summer, sort of an affirmation of life kind of situation. Yeah, yeah kind of yeah. like that. Okay. Um and uh yeah and it was and I had a great time I went up to McCall with uh with Catherine and my brother and sister mom and we uh had some great meals. My mother is the most vicious capitalist of all time apparently. We played mm. two games of Monopoly and she destroyed everybody. Did you know yeah. The, the origin like the origin story of Monopoly? Yes, but tell it anyway. Um it was it a guy made it during the Great Depression. And it's not meant to be fun. No, it's 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 meant to be satire. Yeah. of how fucked the shit is. Yeah, that like once you start winning, you just keep winning until you've just fucked everybody's all of everybody's holes. Yeah, everybody else's holes that is playing, they're all they're all plugged. And it's so fast. Yeah, and it's funny to me because I remember as a kid, I, I, I felt like I feel like the game used to take a really long time 
for some reason, and maybe it's just that it took longer than other kids' games or whatever. Well, I think I think when you're a kid, you don't really have a grasp enough of a grasp on game theory to make like the most ruthless decisions. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. But it's like you know, you get to the point where if somebody has one monopoly with like three houses on each property, yeah, that's the end of the game. You're in the yeah, like you'll you'll play for a while longer, but like the game has been yeah precluded down to that person is going to win yeah because then it's it's a one or two literally one or two rounds around the table before the other people however many there are who don't have and it may have been because there were four of us and that could have i don't know if that had uh no we played all five of us played on one night and then four of us played the next night anyway uh that game sucks don't play monopoly no, and uh, and again the guy that my mother it, is a capitalist pig mm, apparently mm. Anyway, I like, I like your mother. Yeah, she's a um, nice lady. And she's not a capitalist pig in real life at all. She's a, a healer. Yeah, she is. Of of brains. Yeah. Um, she's a nice lady. But again, the game is not meant to be fun. The guy that made it was like, this is an education. <laughs> like, he was a yeah. socialist that's like, here. Here's how, here's how it works. Here's how fucked it is. <laughs> Let your kids play and it. And then Parker Brothers are like, we'll steal that from you and not pay you any money for it and it'll be the most for some reason the most ubiquitous board game of all time Mm -hmm. even though it's not fuck it's not fun no it sucks i've never had fun playing monopoly unless i was winning which i guess is also kind of the point the creator was making yeah (laughs) it's only fun if you're winning yeah and even then it's not that much even then i feel bad because i'm like well yeah no i've ruined you Yep. Yep. Anyway, if you don't have all the money you owe me, you can pay me in the tears of your children, mm. or you can give me more property so yeah. I can just continue, just just wringing all you suckers dry. Yep. Uh, anyway, that this has been what's good. Yeah, that the part of the part of the well. show where we talk about a good thing. Uh, no, I'm glad you got to spend the weekend with your yeah it was, with your family. It was no, nice. I know, I, I know how much you love those guys because um, so. it, it 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 had been uh, the the last time that I took a weekend off from either working or working on the house was uh, a month ago or whatever when I uh, back then in, back in up, February and when I ended up <laughs> fucking up my back and being <laughs> stuck laying down yeah. for like an entire week. The laying down episodes of the podcast. <laughs> God, those were a while ago, huh? Mm, uh, I have no idea, honestly. It could have been last week. I well, don't know. Speaking of last <laughs> week, Jack, what happened last week? Fucking. No, that's what happened last week. Is yep, fucking. There you go. Yeah. You got it. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, you want to pull, make another attempt at uh, pulling some sort of a guess out of your ass what's for this week? What's the name of this one? Peak Performance. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with it, uh, my my uh, guess from last time, which is that it is about a gas station dick pill. Mm. I don't think that's it. Extends. We haven't seen a lot of gas stations in this universe. <laughs> it's well, this, that means it's time for them to fill up. Mm. They've been. It's kind of like the Borg, where it's implied that they're there, but we haven't seen them yet. Yeah, yeah just gas stations. Yeah. Well, except we've seen the Borg now. Yeah, but just once. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's time for gas stations to show up. Um, Space stations are basically gas stations. Your mom's basically a gas station. I mean, she does sell Fritos and hot dogs. I don't know what that... Mm. Yeah. Okay. uh, 
do you want to recommend something? Uh, oh, did you, did you already? did? Uh, we didn't do that part yet. I'm oh, saying. you actually put something in our notes. You actually accessed the notes file oh, yeah. and wrote something down yeah, I, in the I show remember, notes. I remember this morning being like, I think I put something in the notes file. Yeah. You wanted to tell people about, I'm going to say it's Walker, Texas Ranger. I don't think that was what it was. I'm almost <laughs> positive. There's a W in there somewhere. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, how do you not know about this? By the way, um, I don't even remember what it so was. So there's a a a comedian whose name I don't remember. I'm sorry. We'll put it in the show notes when I look it up. Um, years ago, uh, did a like book on tape narration of all of the Harry Potter movies from the perspective of someone that doesn't know anything about Harry Potter. Huh. And you can go on YouTube right now and watch... I mean, it keeps getting taken down because it's very much copyright infringement, um, even though it's not. It's fucking fair use, but... But also, fuck J.K. Rowling. Yeah, fuck her with a bunch of centaur, like in that implied rape scene. Um yeah, yeah, with what happened yeah. to uh, to, Umbra- to Dolores Umbridge. Yes. Yeah, uh, Miss Piggy is how I recall her. Yeah, she did, was have you, did you did you hear the most recent um, turf bullshit that J.K. Rowling's the on one now? from today, today or yesterday about yeah. how she's writing a new yep. book about a a man who dresses as a woman to kill people? Yep. Cool. Yep. Super cool turfy bullshit. Um, yeah, she sucks. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, everybody that's still basing their politics and worldview around Harry Potter, please read a grown-up book. Just any, just pick one. Just any of them. Any of them. Yeah. I'd recommend something by Vonnegut, but dude, fucking go nuts. Um, anyway, uh, it's there's a series called Wizard People, Dear Reader, and it is fucking goddamn hilarious. Okay. And I had forgotten about it until I heard about it on something somewhere um and yeah it's just a it's just a uh narration over the uh harry potter films by a character who has not read harry potter and does not understand what's happening okay um but it's very funny that sounds good yeah uh i'm gonna continue recommending the expanse (laughs) So that uh, is you recommending it twice and me recommending it once. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm now into uh, book six um, between uh, audio. And I read like the first, I don't know, 30% of this book with my actual eyeballs because I, uh, I couldn't get the, the audio version from the library. Damn, that's so, that's high praise because yeah. Leo does not eye read. I do not like eyeball reading. Yeah. It is inconvenient. Yeah, he's too busy tearing in pieces of his house off and putting new pieces of his house on. That's legitimately true. No, like, I mean that, that yeah. wasn't a joke. Yeah. That's what you're doing, and <laughs> I wouldn't have time to eyeball read either. <laughs> that's yeah. That's most of my audiobook consumption lately <laughs> is done while ripping holes in my house. Yeah. Uh, all right. Peak performance, everybody. Mm. Check it out. You're listening to Star Trek Sucks, the only Star Trek podcast. Now here are your hosts, Jack Gunn and Leal Cardoza. That's us, we're here. Yeah, I remember what I meant to say about this episode up top that I forgot. Mm. 
um, is that this episode fucking sucks. Yeah, it sucks, but like in a normal way yeah. where it's like it's just a bad episode of TV rather than like a you don't know what you're doing <laughs> way. I sure. Yeah, I yeah, I'll get OK. Yeah. Yeah, it does have a cogent. I mean, it sucks. Like, I, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking boring. It's It felt like it was two hours long. Yeah. Um, it was a fucking slog. Yeah. So we have master military strategist, Mr. Kohlrabi, um, which you can tell. And I guess this does speak to the quality of the writing because you can see why they named him that mm. because he looks like a Kohlrabi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. The quality of the writing. <laughs> That's that is a a level of quality for yeah. sure. Yep, exactly. Um, it indicates a thing about quality. So he drove me nuts the entire episode because I was like, "There's a specific stereotype they're going for with this guy," and it took me a long time to figure out what it was. And so it's, and I promise you're you're giving me a look. <laughs> no, no, I'm really I'm just curious. I'm I'm so, curious what you got here. So he comes across as uh varies the eunuch um from fucking yeah, Game of Thrones. I guess I could yeah, I can but, see that. So that but that stereotype is like a sort of antiquated gay stereotype. Like he's just this like doughy, like bitchy sort of them yeah like soft boy yeah he's that just constantly shits on everybody and never changes out of his robe which is like we don't really that's not really a gay stereotype anymore first of all our president is one of those guys (laughs) (laughs) and he's not i mean i think he's probably basically asexual um yeah i mean he doesn't want to be anyway i don't want to think about his we don't need to think about that um but uh but our president is one of those guys for sure of just like a just a just a a big old lump of bitchy flesh in in flowing clothes um <laughs> but yeah sort he's, of, but but, he, but anyway yeah cole robbie is one of is that stereotype i, I and, get I, i'm much more on board with the con, with the comparison of him with varus um, yeah yeah that's that's what he really like he really just comes across as fucking Varys the eunuch from fucking Game of Thrones. Yeah. What 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 I specifically like is basically the same performance. Uh, largely. What what I really didn't like towards the end was that cuz if he's this arrogant guy that, you know, that they've made him out to be, um when everything goes contrary to the way that he has ma- so masterfully predicted, he should still be leaning on his arrogance and he just kind of like falls apart into this the kind of thing when right. when Riker doesn't shit the bed and it just that 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 part sucked more than the rest of his performance well again we are judging that based on the most famous person in the entire world is one of those guys and he would ne- he will never admit when he's wrong right ever ever in his entire life um so okay so they they so fucking kohlrabi shows up to make them play a game of space laser tag Um, right but he's also so i want to talk about this um he's from a species that they're considered so good at strategy that no one has challenged them for a thousand years two people challenge him to a game on this ship in this episode one of them arguably wins yeah but also like so they're not an expansionist empire which means and they're also not like one of the main 
like species, species the, yeah. which means they control a relatively small amount of territory. You're telling me the Klingons never just were like, you know what? We're going to have a fucking swing at this shit. Yeah, because um, there's one Klingon the, on this ship. And, who uh, immediately wants to take a swing at them. Uh, yep. <laughs> just the second he's heard about it, he's like, why aren't we trying to kill them? Yeah. And take their shit. And the guy walks in and he's like, I could definitely fight that guy. I can, I could, I can, I could, I could wipe the floor with that guy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, the idea that they're just so good at strategy that they haven't had to have a single battle. No, nuh uh, nuh uh. No, if you haven't fought anybody for a thousand years, sorry, you're going to get your fucking shit split by probably, probably the Klingons or the Romulans. Because as Napoleon observed, like it doesn't matter how good you are at strategy. And this is the this is the famous Napoleon quote: "Quantity has a quality all its own. If I have a hundred guys and you have ten, I don't really give a shit how good you are at strategy. Yeah, we're going to beat you. Um, you might make it protracted and annoying, but you're gonna lose. <laughs> but also, to your comment about I don't care how good you are, clearly." This Kohlrabi dude is not, in fact, all that good at strategy. No, he's mostly good at playing finger chess. Like, he has no fucking idea how any of this shit is going to go. Right. He fails to... It just... Nothing about this fucking simulation makes sense. Uh, Up to the fact that... Again, this is another illustration of how fucking terrible the 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 federation is at oh, their they're jobs. so bad i have several observations about like it's like what is the federation what is starfleet why right first of all they have the the captain of the flagship had to be convinced to allow his ship to be to participate in this exercise I just there should be there, there shouldn't be something that the captain is deciding. Right, but also he's like Starfleet is not the military. But 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 there is no military. So and you're the you're the ones out there with guns. So yeah, you're the military baby. Yeah. Because the Federation is a state and part of what makes a state a state is that it has a military arm to protect the borders and assets of the state and you're the arm of the state that has the guns yeah so you're the military yeah and i guarantee i haven't read as many books as john luke picard is supposed to have read (laughs) but i understand that yeah (laughs) and i am a moron you know now going back to uh our uh Un, let's say unevenly applied pledge to uh, take the show at pl- face value. Mm. <laughs> yeah, let's say unevenly. Um, let's say that Starfleet is not, in fact, the military. Yeah, I actually was thinking about that. Like, do that they, means they just have a terrible like air force that never shows up. <laughs> yeah. That means there's a military out there somewhere that it just well, is it's just constantly oh, tripping. Fuck. Or, oh. or or they're putting down... Well, I might have something here. Mm. There's secret police. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. Yeah, which, their, their military arm is completely directed inward at this point. Right. They're, they're, and and the, the Federation secret police, I don't think, ever show up during Next Generation. They're introduced in uh, in Deep Space Nine. Um, but the... Uh, the, the uh, oh, yeah, I remember Romulans, that from the time travel episode we watched. Um no, no, that wasn't that had nothing to do with their with their uh 
That was just that was just uh, no, it was different. It was a different time trip. It was the Tribble one. Oh, was there one of those there guys? Was, there was yeah, they were like the time continuity police. Oh, that was a oh, fuck. Now I can't remember if that was the same guys. It's anyway. like Department Forty Three or something like that. I know that's not mm. right, but it's a, it's a number uh, for the Federation. And then the uh, the fucking Romulans have the Tal Shiar, which is the, the the Romulan secret police. I can't remember if the Klingons do, but anyway, that's that might actually kind of stand up. Um, that uh, you know that the yeah the that all Starfleet, military power is actually being directed to to maintaining the frictions within the state. Man, yeah. I would hate to live in a place like that. That'd be a bummer. Um, God damn it. Okay, so for a hot minute. Uh, so first of all, going back to how what a fucking terribly run organization Starfleet is, there's immediately an argument between Picard and Kohlrabi about which guys Picard or Riker is going to be allowed to take with him to man the other ship. Why? Why? What? Why is this a conversation? What are you right? Why, like, how is this? How are the parameters of this simulation not already set? Yeah, like it's a training exercise for the captain and everybody else. Which means, yeah, whoever's training them should be like, okay, here's the exercise. Yeah, the point. Go of tra- do it now. Yeah, the point of a training exercise should be to see how people react in a way that can be codified and tracked, so you can go, okay, well, under these stressors, then this happened, and under these stressors, then this happened. So if you just let everybody just fucking wing it. You're not fucking learning anything. Yep. You dicks. But so Riker's obviously just going to take the 440 the 44 the, the 40 best people on the goddamn ship, which he absolutely does. Yeah. Like Picard's like I'm keeping Data as my second in command cuz you're leaving, which is a good call. Yeah. And then Riker's like, "Okay, I'm taking everyone else. I'm taking the chief of engineering, I'm taking the head of security, I'm taking the smartest child on the ship." Notably, I'm not taking uh, the doctor, the counselor. <laughs> I'm not taking any bitches on this shit. <laughs> no, but he does take. Okay, so oh, he takes is, some chick. Yeah, right. <laughs> I I really for a minute I wanted because there was a, that random ginger dude that was uh the behind like yeah, uh, yeah, at yeah. the op station. I really wanted those two to be Mark and Emily. They're not though. She could still be Emily. He has a name, so he is definitely not Mark. But that late that chick could be Emily White. All right, that. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, she's a marine biologist, so I don't know what she would have been. No, he's a marine, but no, no, no Wait, she's, yeah, a, marine she's a marine biologist. He's just some low-level engineer. Anyway, oh, yeah, and actually, yeah, she's he's he's bitter because he didn't get to go on the bridge, but she got to, and she doesn't even want to be on this shit. Yeah. And then Riker picked her anyway for oh, some reason. Oh yeah, yeah. We know why <laughs> you know Riker what I mean? picked her. And uh, yeah. And then he's like, "Why the fuck did Riker?" What's going on here? And yeah. she's like, I don't know. I I scored high on my last standard exam. That's I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And she's she's being sincere. Like she doesn't like it's not because Riker fucked her. No, it's, no, it's I don't re- think Riker fucked her. I think Riker wants to fuck her. And I don't think she's like that opposed to the idea. I don't think she's opposed to any Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um she's like But she can honestly say, like, I didn't fuck him. I'm not thinking about fucking him. But she like. But also, if he showed up, mm. yeah, she yeah. might. She might let him swing at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, so that's Emily, and we still don't know. I don't. Her. I don't even think it. I don't think she's on there because Riker wants to fuck her. I think she's just on there because she did like score high on a standardized test or something. Sure. And he was just like, "Yeah, I need another. I need a person that can do fucking buttons." 
I've been playing faster than the light too much. So there's, <laughs> it's actually a very important uh, later in the game role on the ship is the door officer, the guy that runs the doors on your ship. Like, so she's good at doors. She's okay. the door. She's very good at doors. Sure, sure. Um, do you want? Do you want to know why it's important to have a good door officer on your ship? Well, I assume because of airlocks. Yeah, if you get people, if like people try to board your ship and they're like not in a part that has crew on it, you can probably open it to vacuum and then just have the door officer just prevent them from getting into other parts of your ship. Right. And just fucking. Yeah. Just, just vent those bastards. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, so that's Emily. Did you, Do you want to talk about Worf's new hobby? Mm, I, I would love to. I wrote down uh, Worf ship time and... It doesn't mean what you think, listeners. It's not a spaceship. <sighs> I think it is a spaceship, <laughs> but it's a spaceship that's going to go into a bottle. I don't know. It has masts. Did what it? kind of spaceship has masts? Oh, okay. Yeah, he snaps a mast in half because fucking... Because Riker rings his doorbell. Because he's just extremely on edge all the goddamn time. <laughs> he shouldn't be that on edge right now. He just got laid. And also, everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Like he's annoyed by this premise, by this situation. I was gonna but say, but this shouldn't be specifically stressful for him. I was gonna say, imagine living your life like that, and then like, all right, well, I remember living my life like that, uh, and it sucks. Wouldn't recommend it. Anyway, yeah, it doesn't um, seem great. But yeah, Worf is trying to make ships in a bottle to relax, and uh, <laughs> his doorbell rings, which is a thing that. No one reacts violently to you except for Worf. Yeah. Well, th- that's like, I feel like that's a standard. Going back to this being like a technically sound piece of writing, I feel like somebody having an unreasonably violent physical reaction to a doorbell ringing or like a phone ringing or something mm. is a very standard yeah. like television writing trope. That's true. It's it, this yeah, this is uh this is just the trope episode. Yeah, that's never happened in actual real life. Nope. But that is what happens constantly is somebody is doing this, That's how you know he's on edge. Some very delicate work yep. either building a ship in a bottle or a house of cards. Mm. Um yeah, or House of Cards is classic. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah, a, a very normal noise occurs and just fucks the whole thing up. <laughs> I'm imagining, ah, uh, fuck. I don't know how we would. I don't know how you would ever make this. Um, if you want to steal this idea from me, fucking go for it. Um, but I'm imagining like a, a sketch where you go through like more extreme examples of tropes like this. And the the extreme example of a trope like this, um, of this specific trope, is uh, somebody is making an ice sculpture in their cabin, and the doorbell <laughs> rings, and they chainsaw their arm off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> and they're like, are you, o- are you okay? <laughs> <I'm> like, yes. <laughs> but you're, you chainsawed your arm off. <laughs> it's a flesh wound. <laughs> Uh, God damn it. Okay, so they get sent over to this bullshit. This is, again, why the entire premise of this is bullshit. Because fucking Kohlrabi makes this whole thing about, oh, it's about how you learn how to improvise. They gave you a shit shot. It's basically like the fucking Gambler 500 of spaceships. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, hey, this thing barely fucking runs. Which which makes 
Which makes William Riker Ezra Jackson. <laughs> Has he done that? Oh, have you not seen his Gamber 500 van? No. Oh, it's incredible. My uh, my uh, my one of my buddies in Seattle, uh, Joe. He he tried the Gambler 500 once, at it, and they didn't make it all the way. I can't remember what happened with their mm-hmm. car. Uh, that seems like a fun race, although I don't know. Getting stuck in the middle of nowhere. After yeah, your there's other weirdos down. out there though. Yeah, like it's not like you're out there by yourself. It's yeah, everybody else is doing it too. It seems like a fun thing. If listeners, if you haven't heard of the Gambler 500, Google it. But yep. I'll just tell you what it is anyway. Uh, you you you're only allowed. <laughs> okay, to sp- so don't Google it. Just you're well, listening to the next five minutes of the podcast while I drink my beer in silence. There's a race. It's in like the backwoods of Nevada. Uh, and you're only- oh no the one the one Ezra's van is for is for is here it's from Boise to Stanley oh really but no paved roads oh interesting just, I didn't know that they were roads from from here to Stanley oh the one that Joe did was from was somewhere in Nevada so I don't know maybe they do it different places I think they probably do it all over the place yeah um, but yeah you have to make it some assigned distance and it's generally a course that's really shitty uh, and you are only allowed to spend five hundred dollars on your vehicle yeah. That's it. That's it helps if you have a welding torch and, yeah. a, and a, the ability to modify vehicles to make them very stupid. Yeah. Um, I have spent many an afternoon drunk in that van going to thrift shops with Ezra. <laughs> anyway, don't worry about it. Uh, anyway, you're, <laughs> things are going good for you. Honestly, yeah. Spending yeah, your afternoon in vans with a guy with a welding torch. I mean, torch. it's not really a van anymore. It's more of a Mad Max style uh Wait, does it have doors? Attack vehicle. It has doors. Okay. doesn't really have a roof. I saw somebody driving around in a minivan with just no outside. It was like a minivan that you stripped the, ex- the, the exoskeleton off Oh, wait, no, it of. doesn't have doors. Yeah, that might have been it. I feel like I would have recognized Ezra, though. I know him. Anyway, mm. we're way off. We What's are way off. show about? Star Trek, I think. Um, so, yeah. The, so, uh, Wes does an actual good job and goes and steals his s- stupid school okay, project. Okay, I strongly disagree <laughs> oh, really uh, because his school project is making antimatter in his dorm room <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> like, i wrote down i love to make a lithium seven bomb for science <laughs> class in my closet <laughs> yeah what you know what? don't worry about it um um can i store something at your house though definitely unrelated not. to this point definitely not why um why are you being a dick to me about this? <laughs> Picard gets into an argument with Kohlrabi because Kohlrabi keeps being shitty about Riker. Um, which fucking what 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 are you what again? <sighs> Guy is fucking second in the command of the flagship of the Federation, and this supposed military genius dickhead is like, yeah, no, I'm not very impressed with him. He's too flippant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is it's just he's just being a bitchy fucking queen guy. Yeah. Like it's fucking obnoxious. It is like I said, it's just a fucking gay stereotype from like th- well, I mean, from the era that show was shot. Um yeah. That's just like he just doesn't like masculine guys. Yeah, it, and, and like, why, his, like his, why was that ever a stereotype? I don't uh, yeah, who fucking? Does? I don't. E- yeah, I don't even want to spend that much time on it because it's fucking annoying. Um, but Picard gives him the whole uh, Riker's great speech, and he's like, "He is the finest officer," and it just 
it made me laugh out loud a little bit because <laughs> Picard would would genuinely stand up for any of his crew like that because sure. he's a good captain. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I just felt like to the, like an outsider. The uh, like the, the inherent under, subtext of what Picard was saying is like he is the number one best officer I have ever seen. Tied for first place with all of the rest of my officers. <laughs> Tied for first place with everybody on the bridge. <laughs> They're all the best. Except for Wes. <laughs> Except for Wes. <laughs> he is the number one teenager on my mm-hmm. crew. Um, uh, and then we get into uh, Data's... Yeah, our B-plot. So, Data doesn't understand why people have the urge to compete. And you know who doesn't? You know who else doesn't un- understand why people have the urge to compete? The writers of this show yeah. and every character on this show. Yeah. People have the urge to compete because once upon a time we had to compete for resources. One could argue we still have to compete for resources. Yeah. Just in a more abstract and fetishized way. Yeah. That's why. Data doesn't understand, which is completely forgivable. Everyone trying to explain it to him, fuck off. Yeah. Very infuriating scene. Yeah, really terrible. <laughs> um, Pulaski has uh, evolved from being a person who refuses to accept Data's personhood mm. to... Uh, I think he needs some sort of ubermensch. <laughs> le- oh, I was going to say learning to exploit his personhood for her own entertainment. Mm. Yeah, that too. Actually, that's more accurate yeah. than my thing. That's really yeah. all she does because she, yep. does, she, doesn't, she doesn't give a shit about him winning or not. About him. Yeah. She wants him to do it because she doesn't like Kohlrabi, which, fair, he's the worst. Yeah, he sucks ass, but like... But you're just manipulating, even by your own... Like, you're aware that you're doing it. You admit to Data yeah. that that's what you're doing. And he's so naive that he's just like, I don't... Why are we all doing this? Yeah. Yeah, no, and she comes in and she's like, it was wrong of me to manipulate you like that. And he's like, no, there's nothing wrong with anything that you did. I'm broken because I couldn't beat that guy at a at finger bang chess. Right, and like, also, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I don't want to just fucking point out plot holes. Because yeah, no, we don't have to do that. So we'll, we'll just skip over to the thing I was going to say because it's stupid. Um I do like. I actually like Data's arc in this episode, and I like his uh, Britt Spiner's performance. I did too. Um, um, it was one of the redeeming things about this one. I will say though, and it kind of makes sense because the Kobayashi Maru is technically supposed to be a uh, a command officer thing that happens at the academy, so it's not really clear who uh, of all. Like, but but data is an academy graduate and the kobayashi maru is an incredibly famous test that is given to at least some academy students and the point of the kobayashi maru is to deal with a no-win situation and the point of data learning what he learns about finger bang chess is dealing with a no-win situation right that's all i have to say about that right um, there is an exchange between Data and uh, Troy where she's like, ah, "Fuck, I forget the first thing she says, but it's something about like nerves." And he's, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." And she he's keeps like, "I don't have nerves." And then she, yeah, she keeps trying to talk about it in like human heart, emotional. And yeah. like it leaves you brokenhearted. And she, he's like, "I don't have a heart." And I was like, "Tell him it leaves him with a limp dick because <laughs> he has that. <laughs> you know, he's got a dick. It's canon that he has that. Yep. So that might get through to him." <laughs> Data, I know it can make. I know when you lose at something, it makes you feel like your dick don't work no more. 
<laughs> oh, now I understand. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, they start their fucking battle, and oh, this is uh, another thing. Uh, yeah, you're right. Actually, I don't want to point out all the fucking plot holes. Just yeah. Worf hacks into their computer to put a fake thing on the screen, and then and which it's, that's fine because he has the passwords. Like that makes sense. So sort of. Except he apparently does the same thing to yep. the Ferengi that show there's, up. There's your problem right there's there. There's your problem right there. Yep. Spotted the hole. Don't think he has a password for the Ferengi ship. Nope. Why would he have that? Also, do you know what? And if he's that good of a hacker, why has it never come up before? Why is why aren't they just doing that all the time yeah. to every ship they encounter that has a, that they have a problem with? He should definitely do that. Um, that seems like a good move. Do you want to do? You, do you know who one of those Ferengis was? Mm. <sighs> Trying really hard to not say fucking. Something anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> the captain of the Ferengi ship was uh, Armin Shimmerman, the guy who plays Quark. Mm. He did look familiar. Yeah. Yeah. A very uh, radically different mouthpiece mm. situation. Yeah. He, he did look a little familiar. I was yeah. almost like... Mm. Yeah. No, but then I didn't want to be racist by, be, by doing it. <laughs> they all look alike. All, all Ferengi look alike. <laughs> I mean, there's just not a good way for me to talk about the Ferengi. <laughs> There's yeah, there's not. It's not. Uh, it's not great. Uh, what else you got? Um, I would like to propose that the Federation provides some security for the war games going forward. Oh, do you think it's a good idea to make sure that when you have your flagships, uh, shields, uh, uh, guns disabled? and it's fighting against another ship that just doesn't have any fucking guns, that maybe a third ship be there that has guns. I mean, unless that third ship's doing something. But yeah, you're right. The, the Federation only has the three ships. Yeah. 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 The one that Famously, the, the, that's how they control the one, an entire quadrant of the galaxy is with <laughs> three spaceships. The one that doesn't work, <laughs> the flagship, and the other and one. The, uh, the one that does laundry. Yeah. <laughs> Oh god damn it. Um um uh, I wrote down a good job data but I don't remember what I wrote it down for. So Was it just for beating the guy? Uh no, I think it was something more sophisticated than that, but who who cares? Listeners, if you remember what I wrote down a good job data for, <laughs> get, get at us, us. <laughs> on twitter.com at who is jack gun at leal like neil uh at ship facts uh and you can get at us on Instagram or Facebook if you want, but I don't know. I'm like at the point of just fucking getting rid of Facebook altogether. Yeah, it's not. It seems like a neg net negative in my life these yeah. days. Um, and it doesn't, I mean, it's not like we do much with the show on Facebook. That was part of the reason that I was kind of hanging on to it. But I'm like, all we do, all the only thing that I produce for the show is the fucking memes that I put on Instagram, which are spicy, listeners. The memes are good. Um, you're much more likely to see them on Instagram. The Facebook algorithm buries your shit unless you give them money. Yeah. Um, so fuck it. We're yeah, getting off Facebook. Facebook. We're getting off Facebook. That's yeah. what's... That's. Eh, we'll see if we actually do it. Um, my brother did it a while ago, and he says he hasn't missed it. Yeah, I can't imagine actually missing it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, everybody knows how to reach me. 
Uh, yeah. Do you want to see if you can remember? Now, I've told you already, What the next episode is the last episode of season two. Yeah, it's a clip show. Yeah, it's a fucking clip show. I remember it because I'm very excited for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe we'll see. Like, uh, we, we can... Uh, I can in, remember all my favorite parts of this season. And so, <laughs> I mean, maybe it'll be just the good parts. I mean, the only good part of the season was that one episode where they had to legal proceedings over data's personhood so well and there was the, the, the oh, also the casino that was fun in the, in the last episode when war fucked mm. and that was pretty much the only that good episode part about wasn't it. that good in retrospect yeah um all right well still there's two good episodes in season two okay um yeah shades of gray next week and uh then we're gonna blast into season three and and uh and i think things are gonna start looking up mm. Mm. plus we're probably gonna find time for bonus content at some point sure listeners if you'd like to uh suggest bonus content we will do anything from anywhere in the star trek universe except for discover or not discovery voyager uh, voyager Voyager's um, off the table fuck voyager listeners if you'd like to be on the show <laughs> <laughs> drop us a line that's probably yeah it's in the cards at least yeah that's probably fine <laughs> Um, and thank you for listening and buy t-shirts. There's a link to our T public store in this, the show notes and, uh, be good to each other and rock on par- party on dudes. It's a killer new outro. You're working on there. It's, it's from the bill and Ted. Mm. Did you see the new bill and Ted? No, it's pretty, it's pretty good. I haven't seen the old bill and Ted. It's, oh, you should. Decided to fuck around with just random songs for the outro. Mm. And now we're just ending on quietness. Oh, good night, everybody. Bye. <laughs>